Maybe. Everything, my whole life kind of runs together right now. Uh, understandable. Chasing more stuff from the second episode. <laughs> I was just, I remember when I said I was going to talk about Witch Talk, you were the first, like, I will go down swinging <laughs> to defend Witch Talk. I do not give a fuck. You know why? It's because well, the principle of old people always think young people shit is stupid. And I'm like, I don't want to be that old pe- old person who thinks rock and roll is stupid and re- the devil and like... Yeah. No, you have to stay hip or you become a fossil that everyone hates. Yeah, I mean, those are your options, right? Like, <laughs> either You can either one day wake up and be the guy going like, Ah, oh, these kids today. Back in my day, we had the Japanese in camps. Or you can be the guy. God. <laughs> or you can be the person that actually embraces these things. But there's a fine line between it, right? Because no one wants to be the 80-year-old guy who's like, Oh, yeah, Cardi B. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> Somewhere outside the CMN compound when the White Claw began to take effect. I remember saying something like, I don't know, I'm a little drunk. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Then suddenly there was a terrible roar all around us, and the room began to fill with what looked like strange internet people. And a voice screaming, Holy Jesus, what are these goddamn animals? This is CMN. Welcome to Chaos Magic News, the only media outlet purposely spreading lies about the moon landing. I'm your host, as always. Um, standing Meerkat. Standing Meerkat Kennedy. Thank you. That is the best one I've had yet. <laughs> as you've just heard, we have an absolutely amazing guest in our interview series today, and one that is probably the biggest influence on CMN, honestly. My God. Matt is the purveyor of ChaosTarot.com. Matt has a background that isn't exactly uncommon among people in this community. Matt started with the usual punk uh, hobbies of skateboarding, art, and uh, jujitsu. And upon discovering the internet, became a coder. But Matt came to Chaos Magic relatively late in life compared to a lot of us at 38 years old. um, And unlike most of us, has made huge strides in it. His main project now is the Trinary app, as well as the Android Dreams Tarot, the Chaos Magicians Tarot, and the second biggest Chaos Magic group on Facebook, as far as we're aware, the Chaos Magic Study Group. And even more things that you don't know about. More than anything, Matt is a huge friend of the show and probably the single most supportive person of the project before we got it off the ground. Matt, how, how are you, man? I'm good. Good. Very good, because someone's been feeding me White Claws for the last 45 minutes, so I'm (laughs) ready to fucking go. That's, I mean, whoever was doing that. (laughs) Not me. We we thank them, and we thank them for the entire show. Uh, I, I hope you know this is probably going to be the most fun interview I've had yet, just because I actually have someone in the room with me for once. You're overestimating how fun I am. Don't let him fool you, folks. We've been here for like an hour and a half already, and I've had the the most enjoyable night I've had in a while. I really needed this. You don't even know. First question we've been asking in every single one of our interviews. Oh, my God. I know. You you ready for it? I'm already in the line of fire. Yep, I know. Get scared. Better have a good answer. Otherwise, you know, feeding you right to the alligators. Kick me right out. Interview's (laughs) over, you dick. Fuck, get the hell out of here. (laughs) The question I got to ask you is, why should you care about Chaos Magic? Me personally, or like, like a why PSA should anyone? For why, why should anyone care about Chaos Magic? 
I've met a lot of chaos magicians in the short time I've been doing magic, and they've convinced me not everyone should care. I wish not every some of them should get the fuck out. <laughs> but <laughs> like in a general sense, uh, it, it it works. It seems to be like why should you care about water if you're a fish? But not all fish know that they're in the water, kind of thing. So. There's this hidden aspect of how our reality works, and if you don't understand how to do it, whether it's by chaos magic or some other kind of magic, if you don't understand how to influence it, you're just not going to have a, t a good time. Just like if you're a monkey who doesn't know about trees or a fish who doesn't know about water, like that is how we navigate our reality, so you best learn to do it well. That sounds a lot like that Crowley quote. Um, God damn it. I know, right? You're like, ah, fuck, I'm saying shit that Crowley said. Even as it came out of my mouth, I'm like, fuck me. <laughs> you're always going to be doing magic. And if you're going to be doing magic, it's probably better that you do it well than do it poorly. Now, see, I don't know if I agree with all that. Some people are like, go a little too hard on the everything is magic thing. Like, there's a, I don't know. Somewhere in South Texas, there's a grandfather beating the shit out of his kid. That's not magic. He's just a dickhead. Yeah, no, I, I agree entirely. You know, <laughs> Everything's not magic. Not everything is magic. Well, when we first met, I think, was really when I got on this big kick. In fact, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell the fair listeners, like, the, the way Matt and I met was getting into an argument about magic. <laughs> Vicious argument. Yeah, like... God damn that Violent, SM angry, guy? fucking belligerent <laughs> fucking shit. I was, I was much more of an asshole back then, or at least I was much more of an asshole actively. It was right after I had my big epiphany and started reading Heidegger and all these fucking philosophy shit, and I was really big on Moby Dick. And... I just got into this huge, huge argument with them, and we ended up messaging afterwards. And you know, it was um, it was cool. That's a cool person. So he kind of won me over. I was like, you know what? I I get it. I still think you're wrong, but we can we can talk about this. I think what I want to lean into here is you came to magic really late. How did that work? Like, what really got you into magic from? I know you were a, a Christian, like most of us in the Western world are, and then agnostic, which I think that's sort of the phase that I, I think almost every magician has that phase where you start out as some sort of religion or some sort of spiritual idea, and then you either lean real hard into being an atheist or at least an agnostic, and then you come to magic. But, like, what, what made the transition for you? What got you to be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do this. Especially, you know, being like, you know, I came to magic when I was, like, 20. Maybe even, like, 19 or so. So, like, you know, 38. That's a little late yeah. in the game, supposedly. Yeah. It surprised even me. I was, I can't help but, like, laugh or joke on myself sometimes. It's like, okay, midlife crisis guy. Fucking old man. <laughs> suddenly a fucking wi internet wizard. So, yeah. It worked for Alan Moore, right? You know, he decided one day, he's like, All right, I'm, I'll just gonna, I'm, I'm just a wizard, fuck it. Kind of for the same reason I never was full-blown atheist while you were kind of, you were doing the rundown of my pipeline there. But I was agnostic because I was always kind of leaned into science. I need proof, I need something that actually works, something that makes sense, that logically holds some water for me. 
you know, like saying there is a God is just as unknowable as saying there's not a God. So that's why I'm right up the middle with agnostic. Right. So when I found chaos magic, it just seemed on the face of it, you know, even before I tried it, just reading about it uh, the first time, I was like, this could actually work. Like, this actually makes sense. Every other explanation of magic I've heard was like, oh, you're going to put a quartz crystal in your clitoral hood and then the <laughs> full moon. And this actually made sense because it was like, okay, you're going to do some psychology shit. You're going to shift your paradigm. You're going to believe it's going to work. And then the big one is like they don't claim to have the answers where they're just like, oh, we, we don't know. It works. Maybe it's just because after you do a spell, you feel more confident and then you perform better. Or maybe it's this weird butterfly effect where you project this and then the people around you pick up on it or whatever. So it didn't rely on really stupid explanations like every kind of other magic that exists that yeah. I've ever read about. Virtually everything. Yeah. Some yeah. of there is at least some explanations in chaos magic that are like, yeah, that that could be that could be a thing. That makes sense. There's so much room in chaos magic for any sort of explanation you can come up that works for you, right? As long as it makes sense in your mind, it's fine as far as chaos magic goes because there's no dogma in it. There's no one telling you that you have to believe this, you have to believe that. In fact, the only thing that anyone's telling you you have to believe in any sense is just that if you do something, something will happen. And that's easy to believe. And you don't even have to believe that it's like it'll happen in the way you think it does. But if you, and more importantly, it's like, you're, that should be belief informed by getting some kind of results to begin with. That's I, the other big one is right. that it kind of follows the scientific method, which if you do talk to a scientist, they'll slap you for saying that your <laughs> style of magic is very scientific, but just the fuck around and find out kind of like, okay, journal your results. And then if it doesn't work, stop doing it. And that's the big one that separates chaos magic from a lot of other kinds of magics that seem like, you know, you're just beating your head against a brick wall it's like, hey, if that doesn't work, stop fucking doing it. That's right. that's very scientific is, hey, fail state this way. <laughs> yeah. This experiment gave you no result. Go try something else because your answer was wrong. Instead of the whole dogmatic like, oh, this is the answer, period. You got to pray to the goddess on the full moon, the, the, the crystals. And oh, the your, your ritual to Hecate didn't you know give you the big titty goth girlfriend. You, you probably didn't do it right. Keep trying, man. Right. Just keep trying. Yeah. It'll happen eventually. So the sense of experimentation and like, and I don't know, I've just always been into that my whole life. What kid doesn't like to try something and then see if it works or not? Like take apart. I used to take apart electronics and try to see how they work. And, ah, you were one of those kids yeah. too. All right. I'm seeing a pattern here. <laughs> well, okay. I have two questions here. What was your first experience with doing magic? But what was your first experience like seeing magical people? Because you and I have met through the wonderful occult community that we have. And um, I'm sure we both have very, very uh, interesting opinions about that community. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. There were a lot of firsts, so I'll kind of touch on them all. First, first, magical people you're talking about. My first experience with magical people was the kind of people that made me kind of make fun of it before. Like, I knew of some Wiccans in high school and shit, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. What you're doing is stupid. You've based your life on a lie. 
Right. But, <laughs> You're like, uh, you, you just picked the edgy version of Christianity. I get right. it. It's fine. And then later, the whole Chaos Magic turn came from, I was following the West Memphis Three because I was like one missing kid away from being Damian Eccles. The oh. way my relationship with my hometown was such that I could have very easily found myself in the same hot water. So I, I kind of felt for him a lot. So following him, of course, is how I got my first taste of magic that wasn't stupid because he was talking about it in an interview. So I started Googling the stuff he was talking about because of the practicality. Everyone I've heard of talking about magic before that was like, and then maybe it works. You know, like you, <laughs> you pray to God or you ask for Santa, or, and then maybe it works. But he was like, yeah, I had this real fucking problem, and then it worked. It wasn't this whole, you just got to trust and have more faith. It was like... He had actual problems, and this was giving him actual solutions that were working. And I don't give a shit why they work, whether it is some, which kind of goes right into the chaos magic thing, is like, even if it's a placebo, good for him. (laughs) Right, yeah, I mean, who fucking cares? Yeah, if it solves the problem, it solves the problem. Especially thinking about, like, all the people. Think about how many people are on death row right now, praying to God, begging, doing anything they can well, not anything they can because they could be doing magic, <laughs> but doing, you know, all the pleading and begging to any higher power, any authority to get out. And how many of them get out? You know, we have not a lot. I mean, I get it. You know, a real scientist tell me like, oh, that is one specific example. And yeah, that you can't base a theory on that sort of thing. But still, I mean, Eccles is he's the easiest and probably the most inspiring in a lot of ways example of someone taking magic and applying it and using it and actually, you know, getting somewhere with it. I want to ask, um, how can I say this without sounding weird? Sound weird. Okay. Please sound weird. I'm Um, begging you. So, you know, you got into coding when the internet started and you got into magic through, you know, seeing the West Memphis three fiasco going on, but you very quickly sort of blended the two together because again, I, even before I actually knew who the hell you were, I knew chaostarot.com. <laughs> nice. And I was using it. I'm like, but fuck, I can make a sigil on the internet? Hell yes. <laughs> what made you think, like, you know what? I'll be the person that makes a fucking, you know, web app to do some magic and teach people about this shit. Um, there's probably multi parts to that answer, but one of them is definitely that. I taught myself the code by just making websites about whatever I happened to be into at the time. Because if you're not excited about it, you're not going to fucking do it. If you try to do a website about something you hate or is super boring to you, you're not going to learn to code that way. So it was always like, here's my page about punk rock, or here's my page about skateboarding, or here's my page about this fucking obscure RPG that's out of print that I play every day, or... Here's my, and you know, as soon as I started doing magic, here's my page about magic. All right, quick sidebar. Was that, here's this RPG that's out of date. Is that the Street Fighter one? Yes, how do you know? Oh, yes. How do you know? Because I, because we are homies and I I take interest (laughs) in my friends. Yes, I have the premier uh, website for a game nobody cares about. I care about it. It makes you feel any better. The minute I found out that existed, which was only actually a couple months ago, but when I found it, I was like, this is fucking awesome. I have to find people that will play this with me. 
it is one of the better RPGs, to be honest. If you just look at it on the surface, some of the art is really bad because I don't know what their budget was or whatever, and it, it kind of looks like a piece of shit. But if you actually get into the mechanics, I'm like, fuck, dude, I wish D&D had combat like this. Oh, I have yeah. sat there for 45 minutes trying to resolve one fucking round of D&D. And I'm like, <laughs> why is combat so slow? They want to make an action-adventure game that makes me want to shoot myself in the head? Like, 45 minutes for one round is not action. No, definitely <laughs> not. Definitely. Okay. Again, in complete disinterest to anyone else listening to this, but I have to. Did you ever Did you ever get into um, Fallout? No. Oh, God. There's a tabletop Fallout RPG oh, that is absolutely a abysmal it is one of the worst things i ever played in my life nice but it was um and that was all i was thinking while i was playing it it was like you know fallout is such a cool series like as far as the lore and you know the actual games and stuff and it's like and you just crap this thing out that's the thing that makes me really appreciate the street fighter one because it's like wow like how did you turn a fighting game into an rpg and it actually works it's really it's really well made it's 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 legitimately like i love it it's it's so good the combat is fucking genius i'm like why i don't understand how there's a million other RPGs, and like, I don't even know why we're, this isn't an RPG interview, but literally, there's a million other RPGs, and none of them thought of the most obvious, perfect decision that Street Fighter did, because the slowest person goes first, and the faster person can then interrupt them at any point, because they're faster. I mean... Every other one, it's backwards. Yep, I mean, I honestly... Um... To bring it back to magic and to keep the listeners from ranting as we uh, continue to talk about this, because we will just talk about it for an hour and a half, and I will be like, all right, that's the interview. But um, because uh, we... um, I actually can segue that for you. Oh, go for it. Because you had asked me how I got where I got. And it part of that, too, is how did I blend technology and like websites and and magic together is... You know, part one of the answer was I I blend websites and whatever I'm into at the moment. Anyway, part two is I played a lot of Mage by White Wolf. And I played a virtual adept because I always thought hacker movies were cool in the early 90s and shit. So I identify as a virtual adept, which is a web internet wizard. And <laughs> so obviously, Trinary is what they call their computers in that game. They oh, call that's it, where the name came yeah, from. I yeah. never knew. They call it their trinary decks because binary understands, you know, black and white, yes and no. Trinary understands maybe and all this quantum in between, like, reasoning logic stuff. So, yeah, it's called trinary because I'm a huge nerd. <laughs> oh, man, I love that. Well, um, yeah, so an- another source of uh, magic for you and it's something because we've talked about it before. Um, ergo, to all the listeners, um, I, I I talk to Matt. It happens, so we have things we can talk about that I've referenced before. It's but, so weird. Please tell him to stop. I know. <laughs> it's all. It's like four in the morning. Like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> no, but um, uh, so you, and we have a series of articles being written by um the nameless co-host of the podcast with me on uh Zelazny 
And that's something that influenced you, too. Ah, oh, there we go. Dude. Got the little clap. Fucking Zelazny. I hope that didn't just ruin your audio. Nah, I mean, I can... I'll, I fucking I squee so. for Roger Zelazny. <laughs> you know how I got into Zelazny, by the way, that's while we're on the subject? You. There's an Amber RPG. Ah. Which I played for years before I even read the goddamn book. Really? Yes. <laughs> so a lot of the story I learned was... Right next to this fucking stats table for the characters and, and their sheets and stuff. So that's fun. Just gets nerdier as we go deeper. <laughs> <But> <laughs> no, I mean, that's amazing. I mean, because as someone that's... I'm, I'm not very influenced in my magic by fiction. Because Ooh, boy, I, mean, I am. I well, that, well, that's what I was gonna say. That I find it really, especially because you know, again, my cohort is incredibly fiction based. Like the, you the, should see the list of articles I haven't written yet. It's like Encanto, Cobra Kai, Shadow Work. Oh, uh, like, man. <laughs> oh god. Well, that's what I was gonna ask. Like, what what is it about um, Zelazny specifically that? Well, I mean, other than the fact that you're like, well, this is a badass RPG, and I want to fucking, I want to throw a fireball, but. You know, what is it about Zelazny that actually attracted you? Uh, it's as very as unique as well. magic style, mm -hmm. and it's very imagination-driven, where, like, to move to a different reality, they don't. I don't think they called this in, in the books, but what we would call it was he's, like, jumping to a different timeline or jumping to a different multiverse. They do this thing where they just go on a walk. And then they'll change one thing as they go along. They're like, okay, well, when I get around this corner, I'm going to see a blue bird. And then, oh. and then that's how they slowly shift, you know, from their reality where there wasn't a blue bird to the reality where there was a blue bird, which is like one of many, many, many jumps that gets them finally, eventually where they're going. But nice. that in itself, I've always had this rich internal, I, I would say, I'm like hyper fan. Fantasia, as opposed to aphantasia. Uh huh. I've had this rich internal life uh, with all this imagination stuff going on constantly, and these very detailed visualizations and stuff. So that super hit home with me. So it's like, oh, you just think about what you want. So that kind of primed me later for sigils and everything. You know, chaos magic, where your intention is everything, and you just put it out there from deep in your subconscious and your imagination and make something happen. Yeah, that's fucking amazing. <clears throat> fucking but that's it. like such a mental journey. It's almost like, uh, I don't know, it's almost like guided meditation that's really happening instead of just, I don't know. So much different from like your D&D &D where it's like, oh, I shoot a fireball out of my finger. You know, <laughs> it's so much more interesting to deal with what you can dream up in your head, in your imagination to change or be different than just shooting a lightning bolt out of your ass. Well, I mean, see, I think there's a really interesting kind of parallel there, right? There's, um, because I, I feel like most people that get into magic don't get into it necessarily to just like, you know, like I said, throw a fucking fireball. You know, I, I, I feel like most of us are at least... Yeah, and anyone that got into magic on the idea of like, oh, I'm gonna be able to have like super massive, you know, I'm gonna shoot a Kamehameha wave or some shit like that, didn't get past like live action role playing at the fucking you know park, you know, you just don't. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get to see that, but he did the rock paper scissors thing. So, 
There you go. I've LARPed. Oh, I'm, a, I'm not ashamed to oh, admit it. That's oh, I'm a little ashamed. <laughs> a little ashamed. It's okay. I mean, we, there's, a, there's a healthy amount of shame we should all go through with our everyday lives. True. But the idea, like, most of us didn't get into it for that sort of thing. Most of us got into it for probably very material reasons. You know, it's like, I wanted something. You know, I, I can't even say what. Like, I, I, I suppose... I, I'm I'm maybe maybe not different, but I'm slightly different because what I remember very vividly the first like real magic thing I attempted was um an, a Mars invocation after Ooh. reading um uh, uh Lieber Null because there's a section in there that says this is how you invoke uh, Mars or this is how you invoke Horus and you know you do all this sort of things and I was just like fuck it. Let's see what happens. And, you know, I, I, you know, I turned my um, little fucking home studio room. That was my brother's bedroom. Yeah. I got a, like a, a, one of those red light bulbs and I got a, a fucking sword that my Ooh. buddy had given me. And I made a fucking image on a piece of paper and all that kind of shit. And I just did it. And I remember walking out of there being like, I could fucking kill somebody. This is amazing. I am a God. And it was, and it, there was no reason that I did it other than just to see if it worked. That was but, my next question. I was like, who did you need to Mars? <laughs> who did you wrong? Who hurt you? No. Yeah. Like said, there wasn't even, and, and that was the problem. Cause afterwards, like I was like, I have all this fucking energy and I had nothing to do with it. I went to my backyard and swung the sword around for like 20 <laughs> minutes. I'm a fucking badass. <laughs> now we're back great. to LARP. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just I was just getting re I was getting really into the idea of like, man, I'm gonna go to the local fucking uh you know LARP event. And I'm gonna really just fuck someone up. You know, they're gonna come with their styrofoam sword, and I'm gonna ah, gotcha. But no, like, and um, and I think it's because I had come from it after hearing people like Robert Anton Wilson and Alan Watts and Terrence McKenna, where it was a lot more consciousness altering sort of things than necessarily magic but after that i got really into like well what can i do what can i manifest in the world with this sort of stuff and i don't even remember where i was going with this now but Isn't that fun i know right that but, means we're doing it right yeah exactly exactly but um oh yeah so but i i think it's most of us have a sort of desire to either understand what's actually going on in our internal landscape, if you were, if you will. And I think that's what lends us so easily to the psych model of magic. And I think that's sort of the pipeline towards it, right? That's because psych model of magic is the best. Oh, God. That's This was the, the argument, The gauntlet people. has been thrown down. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I mean, and that's my... That's the, that's the the big breakdown between me and Matt, because Matt is incredibly willing to be like this is all psychological sort of phenomena going on. Which, and to be fair, I gotta put it out there: most people misunderstand psych. In my opinion, um, a lot of people when they think psych, they think you're just fooling yourself. You're just lying to yourself. Right. But I th I believe the way I have read about psych and learned about psych. You can still get real results. It's not just fooling yourself magic. It's not just placebo magic. Right, right. And that's um and you know, that's what keeps me and you on the same page, I think, more than anything. But 
what I think it is is that we have very different ideas about the psyche more than anything. Um, and uh, you know what? I'll I'll ask it. And if you wanna, if you want me to cut this out afterwards, feel free to. But you um, you know, you you're a neurodivergent. Yeah. You're, you're not. You're you know. You, you don't have to cut that out. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm loud and proud. Okay, cool. Three days I, in. <laughs> right, you, you recently got your diagnosis, and that's part of what's going on here. We're celebrating that because we're we're incredibly Crazy happy for him on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shit. <laughs> You're in the DSM five now. Way Woo-hoo. to go, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but um, so just having you know, again, being neurodivergent, living in a world with you know, ostensibly most people have a very different sort of brain phenomena going on with you what what if you had to define the psyche what would you say it is the psyche yeah i don't know if you could just keep short and sweet if you could steal from me my body that's what would be left oh okay see and that's my issue because i think if you take the body from somebody you don't have anything left and I don't mean that in like a materialist sense, but to explain it, I have to rant about Heidegger and that will just turn so many people off. Well, but, I think literally, I think that's the difference between literal and figurative. Like figuratively, that would be a way to describe the psyche. But oh, right. literally, if you believe it resides in the brain and you just die, then. Right, right. It, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. It's like negative space thing. Right, Okay. Um, so I'm gonna go get another drink, but I can hear you. Actually, no, because I got to do this. Okay. Awesome. This is the first thing you leave this whole pause in. Yeah, right. Because I'm talking so goddamn long, like a blowhard. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about D&D. I fucking love it. <laughs> I, I don't care. That's the thing about this. Even if people are like, this interview went on way too long, and you guys said way too much about stuff that wasn't even related to magic. Like, I don't care. I had fun with it. Right? This so, is my podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Since we got onto that sidetrack real quick, let's go back to formative experiences with magic. What was the first thing you actually did magically? The first thing I did on purpose, knowing it was magic, because you know the nature of it, you might have accidentally done something you don't even weren't even trying. So when I started reading, I went from, okay, Damien Eccles said something cool, to I want to Google that, to I think it was banishing ritual was the word he said he, that helped him. Right. And then I somehow immediately found Lieber Null, even though he's a high magician and not necessarily strictly a chaos magician. Yeah, he's a thelemite from what I remember. Yeah, so I accidentally found chaos (laughs) magic while Googling something Damien Eccles said. So then I there it started with this whole, you know, be motionless for 45 minutes and then proceed to being boring for 30 minutes and then not moving your eyes for five <laughs> minutes. And so I was going through all that and I'm like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to really do it, which is the reason I don't enjoy weed because I'm always like, here's an experiment. Let me smoke way too fucking much of it. So I was like, let's do way too fucking much of it. So I spent like nine months <laughs> doing 
the worst thing you've ever found in Chaos Magic, which is the experiments at the beginning of Leave or No. I'm like, I'm gonna do a firm foundation to build upon. Holy fuck. So I, I spent almost a fucking year doing that fucking, oh, pay attention to your breathing. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I no no I gotta say like I think you were probably the fucking textbook example about why you need to do that shit because you're one of the more successful magicians I actually oh, yeah. know. It actually you did the you actually did the fucking preliminary shit. Yeah, there's so many people that are like, this is bullshit. I'm bored. I'm gonna go fucking just jerk off on a sigil for 75 hours, and they will literally laugh at you like they're the fucking genius, right? They're like, ooh, it took you fucking six months to do LBRP. And I'm like, to do it right? Like, have you fully envisioned every single part of the experience of shooting up into the cosmos in the Kabbalistic cross? Like, I don't think you have if you're telling me, ha, 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 noob, you could learn that in 30 minutes. Right. That's, I mean, that's the thing I think. Do it right. More than anything, <laughs> I think that's the thing that people forget about when they get, especially when you've been doing it for a long time. And by when I say doing it for a long time, I mean doing it fucking wrong for a long fucking time. <laughs> this, is, this is the episode where my bile for the chaos magic community comes out, right? Because, oh my fucking God, more than anything... I hate these people because even the shit they claim to believe and do is complete and utter bullshit 90% of the time. Most of these, you know, I, I talked about this with Ben, but I, you know, like what, what most chaos magicians are, as far as I can tell, are fucking disaster magicians. They do magic when shit is really bad in their lives and shits are fucked up and they feel really great about themselves for being able to, oh, I magicked up $500 for the rent. Ooh, I'm such a great magician. I'm like, motherfucker, your life is in shambles. <laughs> right. You are $500 away from death. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, again, I don't want to, like, judge people. Like, everyone knows my beliefs as far as politics. I'm an incredibly hardcore goddamn leftist, you know. People will call me a goddamn tanky at, at some points in what the kind of shit I say. But, you know, I, so I get it. You know, capitalism's a horrible, horrible system, and it fucks over a lot of people all the fucking time. Yes. But that being said, we're just talking about as far as what you're doing magically, and what most of these people do is they have lives that are essentially just bullshit materialist lives that where they don't do anything. They. I know, me too. I, <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to be quiet over here with it. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I'll put one in as a joke, and then we'll edit out the rest of them. Put but, one in and edit it into the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to leave that one as the one because otherwise people won't going to laugh at the joke. The book we're talking but yeah, about. No, but like you know, these people for the most part, they have these kind of really bullshit secular materialist kind of lives. Where, Which comes from not doing it right to begin with. Exactly. It's a fucking yeah. circle. It's the colossal Ouroboros of doing bad magic. That gives you a nice coping mechanism for the horror of your normal day-to-day -day life. Yes. And when you continue to do it badly and you get the one win out of a billion fucking losses. <laughs> and you, then you, you, you think you're a great goddamn magician. You think you're this amazing fucking wizard with oh, control over the fucking God. world. Ooh, don't get me started on these people. <sighs> no, please. <laughs> like you're supposed to... Convince yourself so you can get results, not convince yourself that you got results.
yeah, like I feel like most of these most people completely gloss over all of the preliminary practices and then they just they do the fun stuff to connect this back to what we we're talking about before it's fucking larping it's oh, yeah. fucking larping it's spending time doing magic just you know as theater as you know just fun times which can come into play i don't want anyone to get the wrong idea that like you're not supposed to larp a little oh well, that's supposed well, to be part of it but it's part of it, yeah, yeah, not the entire fucking thing. Yeah, we were about to offend everyone who does chaos magic. Well, yeah, and we were gonna offend all <laughs> the larpers more, and I'm more worried about them because the larpers will show up with their foam swords and kick my fucking door in. The chaos magicians will just convince themselves that they did something good and like, I, ah, I cursed them. That's why the larpers kicked his door in. <laughs> so as far as um the first practice that you did, you know, you did the foundational work. What was the first like big experience you had that it was like, Holy shit, the shit works. So the big experience was I wasn't even ready yet. I was like, I still need to do more motionless and I need to breathe more and do the practice. So like nine months in, I was, I was ready to go a year in before I did my first sigil or whatever. But the same thing that gets everyone desperation. Yeah. I had a situation I really fucking needed a result on. So I was like, even though I have been motionless for a mere nine months, <laughs> when I feel like I need to be motionless even more would help me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do this sigil because I really fucking could use some help here. And it worked like nobody's fucking business. So like the step one was... I read about it and it made logical sense. Step two was seeing the results. And then like, uh, what more proof do you need? I don't care if it only worked because I'm, you know, if, if it works because I can control the universe, great. If it works because I'm lying to myself and that makes me get what I want, great if it works because <laughs> who cares as yeah. long as it works who cares about the mechanism yeah that's yeah. that i mean that's the ultimate thing of chaos magic obviously but which I is mean, kind of fun because a lot of people come to chaos magic through like i've been practicing this for years golden dawn and then i found chaos or i've been practicing wicca for years i am a purist fucking i found chaos magic first so I don't know for whatever that's worth that that might make me a little unique in that regard. Right, no, that's I, my basis. Yeah, well, I mean, because I I came to Chaos Magic from again like people like Robert Anton Wilson and Robert Anton Wilson already threw me onto Crowley and shit like that. Full disclosure: everyone knows I'm a Thelemite, but like not. How dare you? I know, right? I didn't like, know you were a Thelemite. You? Oh God, I know. Like from Galaxy Quest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! This is the best interview ever because we got a Galaxy Quest reference. I I can't. We have nowhere to go but down from here. Like, shit. I was more of a Thelemite in a philosophical sense, I guess, because like I didn't really believe in magic like that. But it was just you know the the philosophy as I understood it behind it made a whole lot of sense to me. I was a hardcore libertarian at one point in my life, so hmm. you know that's sort of the. I guess that's sort of the line, you know, it's like I was really into Ayn Rand in like the worst kind of way. 
I know, right? Well, I'm learning so much about you right now. I know, right? And you're like, oh shit, fucking Christ, I need to get out of here immediately. Ayn Rand podcast? (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, but. (laughs) By the way, when I say I was into Ayn Rand, I mean, I was into Ayn Rand when I was like 14. (laughs) When you should be into Ayn Rand because you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, you're 14. For the record, I love you. Oh, yeah, everything, the government bad, and everything's just, you know, if if people can just do what they want, everything will be fine. I mean, she was right about government bad. Well, I mean, yeah, government's bad, but not in the, not because of what Ayn Rand, Ayn Rand's problem with the government was like, man, people have, like, social safety nets? (laughs) Fuck. Fuck that. You're just gonna make them all victims. To just die. (laughs) That's gonna be the quote, people quote that's gonna be the. Quote. So that's what people are gonna quote me on. <laughs> I mean, that's people should quote. just die, like when I, ran to. <laughs> when I put the episode up. That's gonna be the quote. It's gonna be like, it's gonna say, "Fucking Matt from Chaosterro.com. <laughs> just die." <laughs> oh God, yeah. But I mean, I was really into it from the standpoint of like, you know, I thought the law, you know, the you know, do what thou wilt should be the whole law was like, like, oh, this is this really fucking radical idea. How it's, much does it piss you? I'm sorry to interrupt. No, go you, ahead. But like, as a Thermian, how much does it piss you off the way people misinterpret that constantly? Okay. That's, <laughs> see, know. this is my big problem, right? <laughs> I'm the only one that understands the lame properly. Yeah. I don't care what anyone else says. Yeah. Lon Milo doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm the only one that's got it. I wouldn't even say it's a different view than a whole lot of people, but it's just a view that I think makes sense. Because if you read all the shit that Crowley wrote, it's the only thing that I can come up with that actually makes any kind of logical sense. But, you know, like, the two, I and I, and I even talked about it in the Ben interview, like, the three camps that people fall into with the Lama are the anti-Crowley camp, the pro-Crowley camp, and the I am Crowley camp. <laughs> and I have, I guess with my last statement, I've turned into the <laughs> I am Crowley camp, but... So I know where I, you store your magic. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. The, the the point I was getting at with all of this uh, rigmarole was I already had sort of an understanding of ceremonial magic before I came to chaos magic. And that's that's probably why the first thing I did was like a bigger ceremonial type ritual to begin with. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty common with chaos magicians is it's um Gordon White has a quote about how chaos magic's like a big airport and that most people, they go there, they stay there for a while, but they don't stay there. And Gordon White's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that. That's just controversial quote to hype your show. Oh, God. <laughs> Gordon White volunteered to be in my deck. Did you know that? No, did he? Right? Well, fucking... And then uh, strategically chose to fucking not make any progress on that over the last three years. <laughs> Fuck what we were just talking about. <laughs> Let's just go right to the tarot deck. What actually made you want to make the fucking t- deck to begin with? Oh, because- see, this is great because what made me want to do it and what made me not want to do it are the same thing. I got to know people in CMG made me want to do it. Ah. Uh, and then I got to know people in CMG. And then I realized, fuck, I've just committed to making a deck about a bunch of people I now hate. <laughs> oh man you know I have to I'm actually... not talking about you whoever's offended I like you you're, great. you're one of the good ones I met 
I met Kennedy here in CMG. So, you know, Ben's in CMG. Lots of people are in CMG. I love it's the other. It's not you. It's I the, love you. It's those other ones. Yeah, it's the other ones. You're great. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, first off, I have to thank you because I stole your fucking fool art for Ben for his interview and I posted that. You know what's funny is because when I I've been off of that so long and like the first thing I want to do when I got back onto that was kind of retouch some of that. So I was like, fuck, you beat me to it. Ah. <laughs> so yeah, there's like a Ben version two coming. And Sweet. Cause some of like, like I feel good about the Ben, but some of the background stuff, I'm like, Oh, that's kind of thrown together. I, I could put a little more no emotionless more into that. Well, I have to ask you, am I going to end up in it now? Of course you're going to end up in it. Uh, what am I going to be? You're going to replace one of these assholes I hate now. <laughs> who's already on the list. That's no. all I wanted to hear. <laughs> like, well, fuck it. You know, there's someone that I hate now. We'll get rid of them. Oh, you want to hear something funny? Obviously. I almost don't want to speak of this because I feel like it's going to fucking stir drama that I don't want to. We speak. can edit it out if it's going to be that big of a problem. Wanted to be in my deck as the tower. Enough said. Motherfucker. And I mean, if we're just on the subject of things that are controversial, like Billy Brujo and Molly Wright wanted to be in my deck back then, but now they want to be out of the public eye or something, and oh, they signed man. away their likeness rights already for me to draw him in the bottom of the well like the goddamn... Yeah. Yeah. Silence of the Lambs. Well, you know what? Let's. That's a great segue into because we already. So I could do a lot of terrible things with the deck that I'm probably not going to do because a lot of people were like, "Fuck yeah, I want to be in it," not realizing I would hate them later. Oh fuck! But, <laughs> oh god, that's so great. Okay, okay, all right. But I'm not going to do that. Don't come for me. <laughs> okay, I I gotta ask now though because um we we had our um our minor rant about the problem of chaos magic in the beginning well actually fucking like halfway through it but you know what i mean um and we just talked about the community a bit there so i have to ask like especially someone that's so involved in the online as a concept right you know again you know you you got into coding just by discovering what the internet was essentially you're like well fuck i want to be a part of this yes we were before the interview i was telling him about when i first saw the internet i was like i want to be the guy who makes the page not the guy who reads the page <laughs> yeah well i mean and and you know you've you, when you got into chaos magic you've clearly integrated yourself in a way that most people would be fucking you know, I mean, hell, fucking, I'm sitting here trying to do that sort of shit now, and it's a struggle, but you're... You know what? You were always doing that kind of shit. Aw. And you think you're starting now, and it's a struggle. <laughs> because you feel like you got to interview one of the cool kids, but I feel like I got to be interviewed by one of the cool kids. <sighs> See, this is why Matt is, like, the biggest influence on CMN people. I just want you to know that. <laughs> Because he says shit like that, and I'm like, oh, my heart. I, I don't know how to deal with this. This is so wholesome. <laughs> I'm but, sorry I like you. Oh, God. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry you like me, too. It's, you know, it's going to be a problem for you down the line, I'm sure. <laughs> right. Wait until no. you find out about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but seriously, um, you know, just the, the online community of the occult. Yes. What? Bastards. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what, 
what's the issue of the online com- what's the issue of the online community of the occult right like what's, oh, what's I the mean it's like uh, why is it so fucking toxic and bad the, is it just because internet <laughs> culture is naturally toxic and bad or do you think there's something specific to the occult community that is making it such a fucking abysmal place to be in probably another multi-parter but like it's the same problems you see with every community like the problems with the occult community are the same problems you see with the fucking fitness community or the you know, whatever community, the breastfeeding community. Like, there's just toxic fucking people on the internet who feel free to be toxic because it's the internet. Yeah, I, I can get that. And then you throw into the mix, oh, well, this particular community, by the way, suffers from that. Plus... Anything can be true. Literally validated in your shit beliefs. Like, yeah. Well, anything is permitted, so listen to my racist diatribe. Oh, fucking Yeah. It's weird, right? Because I, I don't necessarily think that the magic community has any particular issue with politics or racism that aren't inherent to any sort of online community. Yeah, they're everywhere. What we definitely have is an ethical problem. Like, people, I mean, fucking Christ, like, people will do things and feel justified in it in a way in the magic community. You know, that works both ways, too, because there's a, on the dick side, they're using nothing is true, anything is permitted to push their shit agenda or believe their shit paradigm. But on the flip side, you got the moderators and the admins who should be deleting them. And they're like, well, I mean, it's his paradigm. So I don't, I don't want to step on his toes. So it's like from both sides, it sucks. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, it emboldens people to do shitty fucking nonsense on the one side. And then it fucking, Let's the other side of it stagnate and say that I, I'm justified in not doing anything on the virtue of like, oh, well, this is someone's paradigm. I mean, I get it. You know, it's like I don't think that the Jews are space aliens doing horrible fucking things, but he does. That's his paradigm. Who am I? Don't let, I'm not going to yuck his yum on the Jews. Like, right. Yeah. It's like, like it's, it's chaos fucking... magic. He's supposed to have a dumb paradigm. Oh, so who am I to delete his awful post? Right. Yeah. I mean. But I mean, I suppose on the other side, you know, just because we've already fucking mentioned the goddamn idiot here, like, you know, then you have people like fucking to feel justified in like going on a fucking moral crusade to delete a fucking Facebook group. He'll be surprised how easy it is to make a new group. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's like one button. (laughs) (laughs) Create group is the name of the button. If anyone out there doesn't know how to fix this after him and Vice team up. To save the world. <laughs> oh fuck! Are we going to talk about the Vice article? No. Oh god! Thank God. Maybe. Well, I mean, the only thing I'll say about that is that we have to give a shout out to the nameless co-host for making the most popular post in that in CMG in fucking you know years by just posting a fake Vice article <laughs> with my name on it and That's everyone hilarious. freaking out, going like. Everyone's oh like, my god! I can't find the link to it. Where's the link? I can't <laughs> find the it. Link? 
Everyone, so many people thought that was real. People should people who should have known better <laughs> thought that was real. Like I'm not gonna name names, but like there's some people that will probably end up in the interview series later yeah. that I'm gonna have to pull aside and be like, yeah, why'd you think that shit was real? Come on. That's the problem with getting into any group too much. Yeah. It's because you then I don't know. That it's gonna be hard to explain what I just said, but <laughs> <laughs> Like, when you get up the ass of anything too much, it's it's easy to like, oh well, I just saw it posted in CMG, so th- that's the article. You're you're living in that little bubble where, oh well, it's true because I just saw it. Somebody just posted it. Boom, there it is. There's a there's a chaos magic solution for that too, right? You know, because let's. I'll, I'll ask you this: Have you ever been too stuck in a particular paradigm? Hmm. You mean as a magician or even 2020 hindsight to before I did magic? Well, yeah, either. I don't know. I'm probably too stuck in psych, to be honest. I've been recently working very diligently and thoughtfully to try to go do spirit, go do information, and go do the other, you know, just because psych works for everything so well. Well, it works right. for everything so well. They based chaos magic on it. Yeah, and I mean because shifting know. paradigms is something you do in psychology, mm-hmm. and I belief mean, as a tool is something you do in psychology. Well, it's you know that's sort of anyone who's talked to me in the online community already knows my huge bag is um, bashing on Cartesianism, and you can't separate psychology as we know it today from Cartesianism because the entire the entire conception of the subject is Cartesianism, right? Full disclosure, you're talking to someone who thinks Cartesianism is making maps. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, well, where do I start here? No, okay, um, well, you know, Descartes, right? Yeah. So, Descartes before the horse. <laughs> Have you ever heard that joke? Yeah, I love okay, that thank joke. God. <laughs> I the first time I heard that joke, I fucking went to my beloved and showed it to her and laughed hysterically. And she just looked at me and was like, "Who the fuck is Descartes? Like, what the fuck is this? Why is this so funny to you?" And I was like, "I I can't explain it. Just know that this brings me joy." But, um, the the entire conception of the human being as subject, as you know, this mind with internal representations, is like. That's that's the entire basis for chaos magic, right? You know, oh, yeah. there's there's this sort of internal thing that you're privy to, and then a, an external world that is affected by how the internal either represents it or conceptualizes it. Have you ever read the case against reality? Oh, God. it's so good. It, it is. It's so <laughs> fucking good. And I, I've been meaning to write something about that because I, someone gave that to me after I gave them a huge rant about um, Heidegger, obviously. And they're like, hey, you would probably enjoy this. Just because of a character from Final Fantasy VII? Yep, exactly. <laughs> Just because of that. And like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, I, I, I get it. I liked Final Fantasy VII too, but you might learn something if you actually read a book. <laughs> this is our ongoing riff. Yeah. Every I mean, time he mentions Heidegger, I'm like, I don't know why you're so stuck on this Final Fantasy VII character. <laughs> he wasn't even a major character. He wasn't, 
the reason I think the psych model is so pervasive in chaos magic, aside from the fact that chaos magic has like a fundamental kind of basis in it is just that, like you said, it can explain anything. It really can't. And it's the one that can't be disproven, too. What? Because no scientist is going to say psychology doesn't exist. They're used to dealing with, when they're ranting against paranormal, they're used to dealing with people who don't agree that it's all in their head. They what? don't know what to do with someone who agrees. Yes, it's no, all yeah, in my head. All in my head. Also, it's why I have a gold-plated Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> it gets results, bitch. In particular, people like Carl Jung get really like amped up and people like Joseph Campbell and stuff in Chaos Magic just because it gives you a really clear line between gods and demons and spooky spiritual stuff and psychology. And I think more than anything, that's the sort of thing that in Chaos Magic can really, really fuck you up because you can get stuck in a, like you said, you can get stuck in like a paradigm where you can just explain away any sort of like symbolic thing with gods or deities, or you can even come up with any, go with any religion and just explain it away by being like, oh, well, there's like a psychic reality and understanding here. But I think the problem with that really turns into when you start believing your own, you know, when you get too stuck in this paradigm of like, yes. oh, I can just, you know, if I can come up with a psychological explanation for any of this. You want to hear an unpopular opinion? Go for it. People get stuck in that shit because they say, I don't need to do a fucking journal. And oh. then they have no idea if they're fucking getting results or if their head is up their own ass so far that they think they're getting results. And because they haven't fucking graphed it, I have fucking... Peaks and valleys, bro. Right. Like, yeah. go actually look at the data of your results. Because there's very well-established science that says you're going to pay attention to one and not the other. You're not going to objectively think about yourself as this big failure. You're going to remember the one time it fucking worked. Oh, man. I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this. Have I ranted at you about Howard Bloom before? Probably, but I just try to tune you out. Okay, that's uh, that's fair. That's what everyone else does. Okay, so Howard Bloom, um, really interesting guy. He's um, he was a uh, how can I say this? He was a child prodigy, had a whole lot of fucking uh, like you know stuff about you know his study of physics and various sciences and stuff, and then he dropped all of that to go hang out with the Beatniks. Oh. And then he got into PR, and he was a PR guy for Michael Jackson and Prince and various other people. And then he got um, he he developed chronic fatigue syndrome and ended up like bedridden for years. And while he was doing that, since he couldn't do anything else, he decided. That does to not surprise me that Michael Jackson's PR guy got chronic fatigue syndrome. Right? Yeah. <laughs> You would need it if you were Michael Jackson's PR guy. <laughs> right, right. But um, he, he ended up writing, um, uh, you know, some books. And he eventually did kind of develop, some, you know, he, he uh, doctors told him he was going to be bedridden for years. And being the very intelligent man that he is, he sort of um, found essentially like a cocktail of drugs and vitamins that gave him his life back to a certain point. Yeah, yeah, again, great Do, do drugs, kids. Do drugs, That's the kids. quote you can use if besides Ayn Rand was right. <laughs> If the doctors tell you that you're going to be bedridden for years, you tell them, F 
fuck you. I'm going to take all these <laughs> drugs. I'm going to be great. <laughs> no, but um, he the, he wrote a book in the 90s called The Lucifer Principle that I fucking absolutely love despite having some weird political issues with it because he's very critical of, well, I mean, I, I'm very critical of Mao as well, but he's very critical of like socialism in general. He's one of those people that's very much like liberal democracy. Why would you be critical of socialism? I mean, there's plenty of reason to be critical of socialism. Like, let's be honest. I mean, more than anything. But, but the point I'm getting at here is like he's he's one of those guys that thinks that like um, how can I say this? Like he he's his idea was like, oh yeah, you know what? Like fixes you know what fixes the world is like the protest, uh, you know, communities. You know, all those people protesting against Vietnam fixed the world. And it's like, clearly not, because <laughs> we still fucking destroyed Vietnam and then lost the war anyway. You're saying Vietnam wasn't a resounding success? You know what? I'm you're you're right. I, I'm so wrong here. But the point I was getting at was um there's this whole section in in um Actually, I don't even remember if it was the Lucifer Principle or if it was Global Brain. But in one of his books where he talks about uh, oh, this woman um, who is a – she was in the, some field of psychology. But she basically wrote down all the moments in her – in a year where she felt amazing. And then all of the moments in her life where she felt like complete fucking shit. And it was – you know, like everything was terrible and she fucking wanted to die and all that kind of nonsense. Fuck yeah, she, journaling. Right, exactly. That's what I'm getting at. And she went back and read it and realized that she only remembered the good moments. Uh-huh. All of the moments where she felt completely powerless in the world and when she was stuck on the side of the road and no one would come fucking give her a tow. You know, all the moments of all the little humiliations that just ruined her fucking day. She didn't remember any of them. It's kind of the opposite in me of me in that regard. Oh yeah, where you? You're just like, <laughs> I just remember every fucking moment. I remember walking into this apartment and being like, "Oh, oh God, why did I come here?" Notice how you m- turn it upon yourself so quickly. I was thinking, like, when I look at my own art, all I see is the mistakes. Oh, I and mean, you're over here self-deprecating yourself when you're the best thing that happened to me today. Oh God, see, um, that, this is why me and Matt work so well together because we just sit here and amp each other up. I pull him out of the fire. He does. I mean, I honestly, I could tell you some stories, folks, but we're not going to here because <laughs> I, I'm not here to, you know, publicly shame myself. I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> You're publicly awesome. Publicly <laughs> awesome. That's how I got this interview. I just kiss, <laughs> kiss his butt. <laughs> there you go, folks. If you want me to interview, I'll, I'll just come to your house and interview <laughs> you if you just tell me I'm pretty. Just tell him he's awesome. We'll do anything. <laughs> um. Man, okay, so, God, there's so much more I want to fucking talk to you about, too. Just talk to me forever. I don't even sleep. Everyone knows that. Yeah, I've noticed. Um, Well, here's a thing that I wanted to talk to you about. If we wanted to find magic in a way, how would you personally go about that? Ugh. Because you, because you, you're, you started this interview by being like, "Well, magic <laughs> isn't just any fucking thing. Right? If you go and beat your kid, it's not magic." Right. So, I, if you wanted to define uh, magic, how would you have to do it? Okay, first, I'm going to rant about the thing again. Everything's not fucking magic. When I was five, I didn't know what magic was, and I fell off my fucking swing set. Not fucking magic. Stop saying everything's magic. It's not fucking magic. You just read a meme about Crowley once, and you, <laughs> oh, everything's magic. Everything's not fucking magic. 
Stop saying that. The fucking state of the rest stop that I encountered on the way here, not magic. <laughs> <laughs> not magic. Was coming in here magic, though? Coming in here was magic. I know it was. It was I, like... I had the candles lit. I had the incense burning. It was like having sex with a rainbow <laughs> in the sky while flying <laughs> on a unicorn. Holy fuck. Okay, but... How would what, I define magic? What is magic then? Yeah. Nobody knows. I think that's part of the beauty of chaos magic is every other kind of magic says, this is magic. No, that's magic. No, this is magic. Oh, I fucking hate you because you think this is magic and that's magic. Nobody knows what magic is. And if you say you know what magic is, you're probably trying to sell your book. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had this conversation in the, in the pod, too, where it was like, you know, anyone that can give you a solid answer yeah. about what magic is and how it works is just trying to sell you a goddamn yeah. book. Like, I can tell you what magic is to me, but I, I, I hold this definition in my heart with the full knowledge that it's not objectively what magic is, like, full stop, period, to everyone. But, well, yeah, there's... You don't know. We don't know. Like, you got to be way higher dimensional being <laughs> to know. Yeah, you got to be in the 5D to be able to tell us yeah. what magic is. Or 5G. 5G. Watch out for that 5G. Yep, it'll give you COVID. They get you every time. <laughs> All right, well, but still, though, in uh, just on a personal level, like, what what's magic to you, then? To me, magic is getting results in ways that seem impossible to the mainstream, I guess. I mean, I haven't really thought that out, but I'm just pulling it out of my ass. Ways that defy common reason. Getting results where you shouldn't, maybe. I have not actually heard a better answer yet. I kind (laughs) of like that. Well, no, I mean, specifically because you said defying reason, which is kind of one of my huge gripes with the world you know as um as modern people right we all walk around with this sort of basic understanding that we're rational beings quote unquote and you and i both know that's bullshit you know even in with how we interact on the day-to-day we know we're not fucking rational in like half of the goddamn ways we're oh no we met not being rational right yeah exactly That's we bonded through not being exactly. Rational. Well, again, <laughs> rationally, we had no reason to be friends, right? Because we were just saying fucked up shit to each other, and then we decided to like, like, like I'll I'll message this person personally after we got yep. told to stop fighting. And we like, have self awareness, and we're like, okay, we just had a baby tantrum at each other. Yeah, I feel really bad about it. Where a lot of people probably wouldn't. I have to go fix this. Yep. <laughs> I have to go be friends and with him. And in the worst possible way, I'm like, um, have you read Moby Dick? And he's like, no, no, I haven't. Who has? That kind of reminds me, I mean, a lot of people probably have, but no, I haven't. <laughs> but uh, There's this spectrum that I don't think enough people talk about that magicians exist on. And it's on one side is the person who's read every book and everything and knows every philosophy and every fucking school of magic and every theory and they can name, they they quote the quotes. And on the other side, you have like the MacGyvers who are like, why do I need to know that when I can do a ritual with this fucking gum I found under the table and it works just as well. You know, and realistically, you should be doing both. But 
Like, both are valid, both think the other is stupid, and it's just a spectrum we don't talk about enough. That there's the gotta catch them all guy who thinks he's the best magician in the whole fucking world because he read every book and he can quote every book and he knows everything. And on the other side, there's the guy who's like, bro, I can charge his sigil by taking a shit. You know, right. like the dumbest thing you've ever read. Mm-hmm. But he's the embodiment of like, do your own thing. There are no rules, whatever. And the other guy's the, I have all the rules memorized. Yeah. Well, it, it's sort of the, um, again, not to fucking quote more Crowley here, just because people fucking will be like, oh my God. But let's you know, quote more Crowley. Right. Well, let's there... make the rest, the <laughs> next three hours, just Crowley quote. <laughs> But uh, there's something about uh, like, it, it was something to the effect of like you had to to it's not as simple as just not listening to the rules. You have to know all the prop. You have to know all the rules so you can transcend them. Yes. Which I think he stole. Where did he steal that from? Oh, I have no fucking. You clue have to from. know the rules before you can break them was like something. Before yeah, someone like more he stole in, that from someone like more intelligent than Crowley Dolly Parton's nine to five or something. <laughs> he stole that from designing women. Oh my god. And I think you're completely right about how you need to be doing both. You know, and I don't think you need to be doing both every moment of every day, obviously. But you need to be somewhere in the middle here. You know, we'll go the Buddhist thing. You have to have the middle path. I only figured out that out this morning. Do you know that? Really? I was thinking this whole time that the one was stupid and the one I am is smart. And I was taking a shower and had a shower thought and I was like of course I would think the one I am is smart. <laughs> They're both stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. See, what the most important thing to pick up, <laughs> listeners, is the, the magical viability of shower thoughts. <laughs> They're the best. I mean, seriously, don't don't underrate them. I've um every every major life decision I've had was while I was in the shower. You have to journal them though, or they slip away. Well, you have to journal them very carefully though, because they'll slip away down the drain if you try to journal it while you're in the shower. Your ink will run if you try to journal them in the shower. Yeah. Oh God. There needs to be some sort of ground there because if you spend your entire time just making your own fucking way. I'm not going to say you're going to be a terrible magician, quote unquote. But you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I mean, you're 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 more likely to end up like Chris Chan than you are to end up like the likelihood that you're going to just turn into like your own just believing your own fucking delusions. It's far more likely than you being a successful magician. But on the other hand, you know, if you just fucking read all the goddamn fucking magic text you're more than likely not never going to have an original idea and you're just going to end up being you know one of those you're going to end up like one of those people that is just like yeah you know what the the real magic is it's the the fucking greco fucking magic papyri that's what it is you got to fucking get all them ancient barbarous names and speak in greek for fucking seven hours just to get a goddamn like you know paycheck a lot of them, too, won't even do it. They get so stuck in learning about it that the learning about it is the hobby, and they're not even actually fucking doing it. Oh, yeah. I mean, well... They're just talking about it on groups and then reading about it in books. They're yeah. never actually fucking doing it. They're yeah. just, like, it's like they're... It's like a fancy car is an extension of the penis. Like, how many books I've read is an extension of my penis online. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, that's why I went, read one really fucking fancy philosophy book and was like nope this is it 
This is all I got to know. No, but seriously, I mean, you know, armchair magic is a real, you know, and that's, that's actually on the spectrum here, right? That's the kind of the, the, cause the other side of that is the disaster magician, right? Where the only time you do magic is when something fucking terrible happens to you and you got to fix it. Not that we all don't have those moments of desperation where we kind of got to fucking make some shit happen, but I've ever since you said disaster magician, like 45 minutes ago, I've been in my head keeping a note. I want to say something about so I'm gonna say what better now. time do you have to say right? it now you just perfectly brought it up again so I don't have to obsess anymore um so I am I feel like I'm the opposite of that because every time someone asks me what the best defense or protection or whatever is the best defense or protection and I wrote this down somewhere there's like a meme I made about it or something that puts it more eloquently but there, you should prior think about your life and prioritize the things that are important and decide what you want to keep in it and what you want to keep out. And you should constantly be doing magic for the things you want. Right. So you don't have to wait till someone curses you and then do a counter curse because like if it's your money, you should always be doing magic for your money. And that's the fucking counter curse. You don't have to undo their magic because you're already head to head doing magic for the thing they're doing magic against or if it's love or if it's a relationship or if it's whatever the fuck is dear to you if it's a house someone tries to curse you to lose your house and you've been doing magic for your house for the last 20 fucking years you're way ahead of them you have home turf advantage that's the fucking defense you don't wait until someone attacks it to defend it you do that shit before disaster you do that shit every day learn to be thankful and learn what you love and you fucking always be protecting it not just when there's a disaster oh yeah no see i I think that's actually that actually goes back to the journaling thing too right because that's that's i think the number one problem with you know magicians in general not even just chaos magic is there's a complete lack of analysis by a lot of these people oh yeah people do not want to look at what they're actually fucking doing and they think it's a flex they're like oh i'm i don't even need to journal (laughs) i'm on that level yeah (laughs) i'm so good at this i don't have i don't have to worry about keeping track of results anymore that's baby shit you know, and, and, I don't even read books about chaos magic. Oh I don't even know what I'm talking about. That's how fucking good I am. Actually, no, I, I will say it, it is a huge flex to say I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's a real flex. Don't, 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 not that one. But no, but for real, like there, there's a, a genuine lack of willingness to actually look at what you know, and that's sort of the thing. Like you know, especially if you're an armchair magician and you're not doing magic for anything. It's because you you're you either think that your life is good enough without doing magic, or I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings here, Do but it. I'm definitely going to. Do it. Or you're a goddamn bullshit materialist living in a bullshit fucking world where you're just having fun looking at magic. Yes. You know, it's like you're just congratulations. You like magic in the same way that Harry Potter fans do. Go you to Hot Topic wait. and pick out an outfit, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> I mean, yeah, or you know, again, or if you're like the disaster magician, the only time you do magic is when things are fucking terrible and you have no other option. How are you any different than the person that, you know, when they end up in a really bad situation, just prays to fucking 
God or whatever and just begs please please <laughs> God just just yep. I, I know I I know I've sinned I know I I cheated on my wife I did all the terrible things and I'm terrible at my job but if you just make this DUI go away please I'll go to church every day How if, are you you, if you're serious about it you got to believe it outside of the foxhole too exactly and like I said and part of that is actually analyzing what a what you're doing but b like what are you actually accomplishing and what are you trying to accomplish there's a a complete lack of understanding of what people really want to do with that that's like the hardest step for me i'll sit there and think about okay well my first instinct is to do a sigil for this but let's overthink that oh yeah do i really want this or do i want this that's kind of related to this. Mm -hmm. Do I want the feeling I normally associate with this? You know, like even figuring out what the fuck you want is the big one. And that can be like every every idea of like how a genie will fuck you or a DM will fuck you or a monkey paw will fuck you is mm -hmm. like, you don't know what you want. You're asking for the wrong fucking thing. You gotta think about what you want a little more, buddy. Yeah, and I mean, and I, I think there's a great... Um have you heard the term spiritual bypassing before? Kind of. Okay, right. So there's like, um, I, I picked it up in Jungian circles back when I was a Jungian, and I was like, oh, yes, I found the answer. It's all, it's all you know, the symbolic uh, psychic reality of man. And I'm like, there ain't even no unconscious. Fuck that. And people that particularly pick up like Eastern spiritualities are really good about it. Where they'll just be like, oh, well, if you just don't be attached to anything, you're fine, you know? Oh, and fuck you. Exactly. Right? It, it, <laughs> all it is is just a shorthand. I'm attached to eating, shelter, the whole fucking hierarchy of needs, which are the chakras. I'm out. <laughs> you, you're talking the Maslow hierarchy of needs and the chakras? Oh, I didn't come up with that. I read that on. Witch talk. Oh, no. God damn it. But they are. They are exactly the same fucking thing. You got your basic one down here is the root. And up at the top, you got the fucking... Holy so, fuck. Yeah, it's because it. fucking psychologists, no shade on Young, but he's one of them. And Maslow and all these dudes are repackaging shit that indigenous magic knew for years. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to disagree with that. I mean, The chakras and the fucking Maslow... Line up exactly. I mean, we, yeah, we could have an hour-long discussion just based on me going like, hey, you know what Western people have done that other cultures did way before them? And they're like, oh, look at us. We're so smart. We came up with this whole new thing. And it's like, no, that's existed for many, many years. Yep. But yeah, but spiritual bypassing, that's what I was getting at. Oh, yeah. There's this whole idea of being able to like, if you can just be, you know, high-minded enough and spiritual enough, you can just basically shortcut yourself to any actual thing that you want in life and you can just rationalize or you know give yourself a, a reason as to why what you really want in the world and your intentions in the world aren't actually what you want at all and i think that's like this huge fucking issue especially in the magic community because these people especially if if you really want to see it go to like any group that has like beginners talking about stuff and they'll ask like you know, like, oh, hey, I want to do a love spell. How do I do that? And then everyone in the comments will be like, no, you can't do love spells because X, Y, Z, or you don't really want that. What you want is someone to actually love you and all sorts of stuff like that. I take issue with all of that. Really? 
There's this whole thing about, I don't know. I'm going to come, I'm going to get canceled for this. Don't worry, we'll edit it out for you if you're too worried about it. How do I not get canceled? At a certain point, morals aren't a thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, are do you... Like, do you want the fucking result or don't you want the fucking result? Because you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. I mean, yeah, com- completely agree. And then you get into, like, s- tangentially, people get all pissed off about cultural appropriation it's the same thing where you can't no you can't do that no you can't do a love spell no you can't use sage no you can't use a closed practice you can you literally can i swear to god no one's gonna stop you i mean my understanding of cultural appropriation involves harm which isn't happening i'm alone in my basement and nobody knows what the fuck i'm doing right how am i harming you there if I go and I wear a fucking sexy Indian costume this Halloween, I'm harming you. If I walk around fucking voodoo boards talking about how I'm great at cracker voodoo and I'm the best cracker voodoo <laughs> in the whole fucking world, I'm fucking harming you. But if I fucking dip my toe into a closed practice in my basement while my kids are asleep in the dark with no one else around, there's no harm. I'm not harming a single goddamn person. Dude, I I cannot agree with you more there. That's been my bag against the the whole closed practice idea to begin with. It's like as long as and and I really think that it comes from this weird misunderstanding of the public sphere and the private sphere, right? Yes. If I go online and say that I'm the authentic voodoo guy and I'm like, check it out. That's going to be the quote that makes it. I'm the authentic voodoo guy. (laughs) Salacious miscreant Kennedy, fucking authentic voodoo guy. (laughs) Yeah, no, if I go online... Sugary marmalade. If I go on TV saying I'm the authentic voodoo guy and I tell all these people this misinformation about voodoo, I'm causing a problem. But if I sit in my fucking... You know, if I go into my little office with my little offerings and my little shrine and all this shit, mm-hmm. and I do voodoo, as it were, I do some voodoo, I'm not harming a single goddamn person. No one's even going to know about it unless I tell them. And Which we don't. No, yeah, like, right? Because we're not the poser hot topic cast magician. Right, yeah, I don't know. All the, the most people know about my work is just when I go, you know, like I said, if I go it has online, something to do with Final Fantasy VII. Right, yeah, it's like, it, that's all it is. It's like, it's something about or something. Final, it has something to do with Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, and I don't know, he, he's got a problem with carts. <laughs> You know, there's some, I don't know what it is. He's, he says the unconscious isn't real, I don't get it, but whatever. <laughs> You know, but, but like I said, the most people know about any kind of work I'm doing is when I ask like questions on it online or like when we do our little, uh, Hey, how's the work going segment in the podcast? And I don't get super specific there because I don't want people to know what the hell I'm doing. Cause it's yeah. none of their damn business. Really? Exactly. How much more personal could it be? None of your goddamn business. Yeah, exactly. But you know, there's this weird and it's, it's sort of a phenomena that not only touches magic, but it also touches like online politics in a way and not in a super intense way but it just the way that people go about this sort of moral crusading right where it's like for the record usually they're right 
Don't well, cancel me. I mean, me. well, that's the problem. Don't cancel. Hashtag don't cancel me. Yeah, hashtag. <laughs> and that's the problem, right? It's because you don't want to, no one wants to be the person to criticize the people that are right 90% of the time. Right. That's the issue, right? Because if you go around telling the people that are really mad about cultural appropriation that if I do magic in my fucking basement at nine o'clock, you know, at fucking 9 a.m. before my kids get up, no one takes it as a particular criticism about one sort of thing. It, it always gets blown into, oh, this is, you're going to just turn into like letting fucking Nazis do what they want to do. Ugh. Yo, That's the do- problem with groups in general. Yeah. So whenever you get more than one person in a group, then there's blanket statements start flying left and right. Yeah. About, oh, oh, you do this, then you're a cultural appropriator and you fucking want to take all the native lands. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know. No. No. Uh, like, I, if anyone doesn't know sarcasm, I have to spell that out. <laughs> I'm on the side of them natives. I'm saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. full disclosure, full, full <laughs> Matt from ChaosTarot.com. I'm left as fuck, bro. Yeah. We are anti-Nazi. We are anti-colonialism. We are anti-cultural appropriation when it harms people. Yes. I know someone's going to just fucking completely misinterpret what we said. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why we... That's the problem, because we have to actually say this shit, because yeah, we know yeah. that someone's going to get really upset about this. Someone's going to be like, how and, dare and, you? Did you hear what they were saying? Well, I mean, that's, what we, that's why we keep joking about the quote thing, because the yeah. quote that's going to pop up is, is like, if I do voodoo in my basement, no one's yeah. getting hurt, and they're going to come up with some rationale as to why fucking me doing, you know... Wearing the sexy Indian costume in my basement doing voodoo is going to become a huge fucking issue. Well, now I'm turned on. Ah, uh, me too. That's the... That's, uh... Oh, my lord. Do you have it? Can you put it on? <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to hide all my kink stuff before you showed up, bud. I love you, but <laughs> Don't know me very well. <laughs> you didn't have to hide it. Um, God, where the fuck... What the fuck was I talking about before? I don't even know. That's the best part. <sighs> See, Matt's going to keep saying that throughout this whole interview, and it's just going to be a complete incoherent mess, and everyone's going to be mad at me about it. If this interview sucked, you'd know exactly where you were. Because <laughs> you'd be fucking begging for that bullet-pointed list to oh. help you. Yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> but we can I'm... just talk, because we both fucking rock. <laughs>